This is episode number 90 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Chris Cleveland from Stars Go Dim about the heart behind their latest project, um, the fact that each member of their team are worship leaders, the balance between touring and during local ministry, and just a ton of great stuff for um, songwriters, for worship leaders, for encouragement for your daily walk. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 90. Do you speak a little bit to... Um maybe like that balance between worship leading and CCM. And it sounds like you guys are having like pretty good success having like kind of put having your feet in both worlds when they tend to kind of be worlds that don't really, you know, interact with each other a bunch. Can you maybe talk a little bit to that? Yeah. I think it's so weird, you know, it's in church, you understand it. They don't understand kind of the the uh, how how the two play into each other. I'm a firm believer that um, that church and, and worship music exists without CCM. Uh, it, it can it can stand on its own. CCM cannot live without the church. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, it there's just there's there's not much purpose for it. You know, outside of it. But I'll say this too. Um, you know. On this record, you're going to hear songs that kind of are, are the that kind of speak to the gamut of, of you know my life at least. Um, and there are some songs that are appropriate, I think, for um, for worship and for church. And there's some songs that aren't for the church, sure. um, specifically for corporate worship. And and I think sometimes um, in general, what happens is. People hear a song on Christian radio and they assume that it's a worship song and that, and that it's um, that it's meant for them to play at church when it's not always the case. And I think as a worship leader, when I when I come to that, uh, you know, what I'm doing first and foremost is is I'm betting songs and, and I'm trying to find uh, lyrically and musically the music that I think can connect to my people the best. So, and that may be different than the church that you go to. It's definitely different than the church that my brother leads at. Um, so it's it's knowing um, how to best engage the people that walk in the doors at your church. Whereas when I'm going coming on stage, uh, you know, for Winter Jam, uh, it's it's a much broader audience, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so I'm I'm able to kind of play. Um, a little bit more loosely and freely with with that content, um, because I'm hitting more of a, a of a general uh, population. Whereas when I'm at home, I know my people. I, I am one, so so I know that uh, I know the the type of thing that can engage them uh, the best. And so I try to vet that. I'm a firm believer that that uh, what we sing, what we say, what comes out of our mouths becomes what we believe. And what we believe becomes how we live our lives. So when you walk into a church, you may not walk out uh, quoting, um, you know, every scripture that the pastor uh, mentioned in a sermon. But but more times than not, you're going to go out humming a tune, uh, you know, for, from something that you said. And that sticks with you during the week. So as worship leaders, uh, I think it's our call and it's our duty to uh, to find music uh with lyrical integrity, um, so that when our people go out humming it, that that you're breathing life and truth into their lives because they're eventually going to believe and then live that out. Hmm. 
And, and I don't think that's not true when, when I'm on the Winter Jam stage. I just think it's a different uh, platform uh, than Sunday morning worship. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Do you still do you still serve as like a as a worship leader as well as touring, or is that that's something that you balance, or like maybe I do. A, yeah. Talk talk yeah. about that life. I'm the I'm the director of uh, modern music, whatever that means. Sure. At um, at Asbury United Methodist uh, Church in Tulsa. So I think we're like, I don't know, the fourth biggest Methodist church in the country, something like that. Um, but uh, so a large congregation. Um, I'm kind of over all of the music without robes, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, so what I do is, uh, since I'm on this tour, it does Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays. So I'm missing uh, you know, a handful of Sundays. But I've built a team of volunteers um, that are just incredible. Um, and they're able to, um, to lead those Sundays that I'm gone and fill in. But what I'm doing is I'm flying home, so we'll play Sunday night somewhere. So this this week I play Sunday night, I think, in Miami, Florida. Hmm. Um, I, I will go back to Nashville Monday, jump on a plane, fly back to Tulsa, get there late Monday night, get up Tuesday, go into the office, do uh, all my meetings and, and any last-minute prep work that needs to be done, and then run my band through rehearsals Tuesday night. Then Wednesday, I'll get up, get on a plane, fly back to Nashville, and go to wherever else we're going. Sure. So, um, so, and that that kind of thing doesn't happen overnight. That's been you know years of developing um, volunteers and team members and and that kind of thing. But I'm still very much active, um, you know, planning and building and uh, and doing all that kind of stuff, and then uh, really directing the volunteers on a weekly basis. Still. Sure. How did you go about identifying those volunteers that you could trust to, like, really own an entire service while you're, you know, out of state? Um, um, some of them I was gifted with. So I've been at my church. I'm in my ninth year, and there's uh, one guy there that's just so talented, and he's been there. He's a he's been a lifer, you know, at at our church. So he was there when I got there, and he's just great, and he's a great leader, a great heart. And so every Sunday I've played, he's been with me. Hmm. Um. And then, you know, uh, so some of the other leaders have been with me for years uh, at this point. So I think it's establishing that, um, you know, rapport with each other, that trust, but also knowing that that I was, um, was going to be doing this. I, I try to set them up for as much success as possible. So I didn't, so when I'm building and, and planning services, it wasn't like, okay, I'm leading all these songs every week until we get to the day I'm all of a sudden gone. And then it's a big, uh, you know, adjustment for for other leaders. So what I what I did is is try to build um, a team where even when I'm there, um, other people visually could be leading uh, the song. So when I did step out, it wasn't as big of a transition visually and and uh, and musically. Yeah. So I tried to just build my team, teach them, develop them to a point where. Uh, where they were able to stand on their own, and I could literally direct um, at times. Sure. Uh, so it wasn't necessary for me to be on stage all the time. Right. What would you um, What would you say to the worship leader that that maybe feels like um, they want to do that, but they're not sure how to start? Like how I, I guess the question would be how How important do you think it is, like even when you're on the platform, to you know spread that leadership around and set up others for success? I think it depends where you're at, right? I, and sure. and I think that's one of the things. 
uh, in worship leading that um, the the first thing the first thing I think about are the people who walk into you know the doors um, and and who we're leading in worship. Um, so if it's something that that you think um, your congregation would respond well to, then I think that's the first question that that you ask. Um, and then it's it's really being either blessed with the um, with the volunteers uh, and the team. So you've got to have talent, or you've got to develop the talent. Um, so and and there's a lot of um, there's a lot that goes into that either way, um, or or you pay for the talent, which which some people do. Hmm. Um, we're all volunteer, so um, so we don't. Uh, I, I've not, never really been in that boat. But I know people who are, and, and there's you know uh, arguments for and against both. But I think it's I think it's having a plan, and then um, you know so slowly developing it. If there's people that you think um, that have the potential to do that, then you spend time with them, and and you you start developing that within them, and then hopefully you know they they have that calling on their life as well. I'm lucky enough that I've got, uh, you know, a great team, uh, and, and a lot of people who, who've been called to, to lead and who are really talented. I mean, they could be on any stage they wanted to be, um, and they choose to, to, um, give their time and their gifts, uh, with us, which is, which is really awesome. Sure. Um, talk a little bit about what's going on with your guys' single, You Are Loved. Yeah. So we released a single over the summer. Um, that's our first, um, our first kind of deal in partnering with uh, brothers with Ward Records, um, and it, it's kind of been crazy, man. So I've been in the worship in the church uh, life, you know, for a little while, and then coming into like this pop thing um, has been really fun and 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 really cool to kind of as another outlet of creativity and music. And but what what struck me the most about this song is kind of looking at it in hindsight and. And understanding and seeing um, just how impactful that simple message has been for people. Um, I, I never thought uh, and never could have guessed that people needed to hear that they were loved uh, as much as they do. And I think in, in the culture right now, uh, I mean, anywhere, I've been talking to people all over the world even this morning, and it's, it's like this global message and this global uh this global need to know that that we have purpose and that we have a plan and and that God has has chosen us, uh, you know, instead of what society keeps telling us that we're not good enough, that we don't measure up, you know. I think a lot of times we we value ourselves uh, or we find you know our worth in, in plaques on the walls or a scale on the ground or the clothes that we've got on or the words that we. Uh, you know, have, have been put in our mouths, but we don't find that in in our innate value and in our innate worth that Jesus tells us that we have. So, uh, hearing the stories about people uh, and and how this simple message has has um, impacted their lives has just been it's been really incredible. So, you said you guys are in Florida now. What what's going on with you guys? Be with Winter Jam for a while. Like, where can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so we're on Winter Jam now uh, through, I think, the first weekend of April, and we come through most major cities, um, uh, and it's a, just a massive tour. Uh, Lauren Daigle, Sidewalk Prophets, Matthew West, David Crowder for King & Country. It's like 
so many people on this thing. It's just crazy. Yeah. If you like, if you like Christian music of any kind, you can come and you're going to hear something that you like, whether it's rock or worship or, um, you know, pop music, whatever it is, rap, R&B, that kind of stuff. You, you, you get to hear it. And that's, what's kind of awesome about this. Sure. The people are great. Um, what's, what's neat is, you know, knowing, knowing these people as artists, but then getting to know them, you know, backstage and, and, Knowing that their character as people is, is just as strong as their talent as artists has been really nice. Um, but yeah, we'll be we'll be out here for the next few months, um, you know, playing our, our little set for people and and spreading our, our message and and flying back home to see our babies and lead our churches, yeah. um, you know, in between. That's it for this week's episode. As always, head over to thechurchcollective.com and connect with us. We want to connect with you and connect you with others. God bless.